from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross along, alongside Wes Reynolds. I cannot believe it, Wes. It is week number 12 for us together. And really, it's not the end of college football season, but for the regular season, it's rivalry weekend yes. right here. And it's really, we know with Michigan and Ohio State today, I don't know that there's a better game for us to have today. Really, it's a college football play-in game. Yeah, I feel like we get started with the main event right Ooh. away. We don't have to wait until the last match on the card. They go ahead and do it right out of the shoot, and we're about to get started in Ann Arbor, where Michigan has been taking How the money here on Saturday morning. Uh, now down to six and a half at a lot of places. By the way, that's going to get kicked off in about 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, build up the hype even more here for what essentially is going to be the Big Ten East title on the line. Winners either going to get Wisconsin or Iowa. That'll be determined later this afternoon. But this is at least a staying alive game, I think, for the college football playoff. I think the loser will settle for a New Year's Six Bowl, and the winner obviously goes to the conference title game. But six and a half at a lot of places. Still a seven at BetMGM, but you got to pay the extra five cents mm-hmm. if you want to take the Wolverines. And look, we thought that line was going to come and come between seven and ten. And it eventually got up to eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half is where I personally made it. And now down to six and a half. This is something I did not bet pre-flop. I know everybody wants to have a bet on the big game, but I'm kind of waiting a little bit. And I'd be interested in the Michigan side, but I'd like to see if I can get double digits. I wonder if the weather plays into that. We're getting snow right now in Ann Arbor. Obviously, you feel like it's going to be a physical game. You're going to try to run the ball if you're Michigan. Are you surprised, though, that it did come down here to six and a half? Because this is a lot of money to go from eight and a half 
to six and a half throughout oh, the week to get there. A little bit, considering what Ohio State has done the last two yeah. weeks, uh, where their offense has been absolutely great. unstoppable. But Michigan is a step up in class from what I think Ohio State has faced defensively. And, you know, there's always that sense, okay, maybe this is the year for Harbaugh, because this is the best team that he's really had in several years up in Ann Arbor, where, you know, you might have a chance here. So, a lot of people buying into Michigan, look, they don't turn the ball over very often. They run the ball effectively. They've got two great edge rushers, by the way, who are going to be first-round draft picks here in the spring of 2022, and that's going to be the key to the game. Can you get pressure on C.J. Stroud? If they can do that, Michigan can hang here. And look, Ohio State on the road has not really gotten away from a lot of teams, at least recently. You know, they were very close late in the fourth quarter with Nebraska. So Ohio State at home and on the road, a little bit different. We've got a great show today. Look, we have a great show every single Saturday here, betting across America. But how about this lineup today? Michael Felder is going to join us this hour. Yogi Roth is going to be joining us talking about the Pac-12. Dave Miller is going to be back talking about the Heisman Trophy. Jeff Jarrett is back. I can't wait for your intro for the Double J. Chris Plank will be here as well talking Sooners. Mike Perani, of course, will join Ben Fox this afternoon over at Mandalay Bay, and Tim Murray's going to join us as well, talking Notre Dame, Pete Futak as well, and Matt Hayes to wrap things up. We've got you covered for six straight hours. You don't have to go anywhere else, but very quickly, what else on the early docket stands out to you? Because everybody is going to watch Michigan and Ohio State, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some other games of interest that you think you might be able to have a n- nice number on. Yeah, there are a few. Of course, uh, Georgia, number one in the country, big favorite at Georgia Tech, 35 and a half is going to be the closer. We'll see, you know, how much they really want to lay out their rivals there in Atlanta. There's going to be more red and black in the stands than there are going to be Georgia Tech fans. So, look, you know, you've got the big fish next week with Alabama in the SEC title game. So it's like, how judicious does Kirby Smart want to be playing starters in the second half, assuming they're out to a big lead? We do have the MAC East title on the line. That's Miami Mm -hmm. of Ohio and Kent State. And also we got the old sunshine showdown here with uh, 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 Florida State and Florida. Florida State trying to get bowl eligible. We know Florida let go of Dan Mullen, one of many college football job openings. So at least in the early 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific slate, those are what I'm looking at. By the way, Wake Forest also at Boston College. Wake Forest is going to go ahead and wrap up that Atlantic division because it's between them and NC State. Uh, They can't, with the three-way tie, Clemson is eliminated with NC State's comeback over North Carolina last night. So Wake Forest in a win-and-end situation to play Pittsburgh next week. The Sunshine Showdown, by the way, because Brian Ortega gave me these great notes. It started back in 1958. I did not cover that mm-hmm. first series. Uh, Florida does lead the overall series 36-26 with two Yeah, ties. I I don't know if they have a fancy trophy for this game. We have, sure. obviously. Some oranges? Actually, yeah, it might be. Uh, you know, you oh. have the, the axe that's going to happen later today, Wisconsin and Minnesota. You have the old oaken bucket with Indiana and Purdue, and you have a lot of these trophy games. I love these rivalry games. I mean, we had the Egg Bowl on Thursday night for the Golden Egg Trophy. Uh, Not sure if uh, Vince McMahon presented that because he was doing the storyline with the $10 million egg that was missing. (laughs) Just absolutely ridiculous, but I digress. And the Commonwealth Cup today as well, Virginia Tech and Virginia. I don't know what they play for in the state of Virginia. That was the big one for me growing Mm -hmm. up. I went to VCU. We didn't have a football team. So every year it was the Commonwealth Cup. Who's going to win that? We'll discuss that later on in this show. But, of course, football season, it's upon us. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID. 
Open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, so not going to kick off yet for Michigan and Ohio State. I do want to get to your smart and heart plays. My heart play is not going to surprise you at all. Mm -hmm. It's Michigan Moneyline. Okay, because to me, when you have seven years that Harbaugh has at Ann Arbor, you've got four 10-win seasons. Great. None of that means anything if you can't beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it off the top. I think it's their best chance to win, to win this year. I think the, the weather could be a problem for Ohio State if they want to throw it all, all up and down the field. So it feels like if, when, it should be now. It feels like the best time for Harvest to get this done. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And look, uh, I like it that you are a loyal guy, Dave Ross. You're not a love him and leave him type Stick of guy. Stick with him, baby. You, you stay with him through the fire, through hellfire and brimstone. God bless you. <laughs> my my heart plays, though, end there. My smart plays continue by taking the points. And I got them at 7.5. And, and you mentioned this here, Wes. Earlier in the week, you could have got them at 8.5. I was actually waiting for this number to go up. It never did. So I did take Michigan as a smart play along with Alabama. I just think no Bo Nix with Auburn today. That's mm-hmm. going to be a real struggle for them. And I'm going to lay the big number. We'll have Tim, Mur- Tim Murray on at the end of this program to talk about that game today against Stanford. But it's the last test for the committee that if Cincinnati trips up next week against Houston, that Notre Dame says, hey, right. let me throw my hat in the ring against a really bad Stanford well, team. And, I'm going to lay those two And after numbers. what you saw with Stanford against Cal, who is getting a bunch of players back from COVID-19, and Cal just absolutely romped on the farm. So I can't necessarily disagree with that. Alabama, does Nick Saban use that as any motivation because they dropped a number ah. three, that close game against Arkansas? I did not play that, but I would lean your side. All right, let's go to your smart and hard plays here, Wes, because your smart plays are normally much smarter than mine. Let's start off with your hard plays. Though. What do you like today? Yeah, uh, looking at that going forward in terms of, uh, let's see if we can get the graphic, because sure. I have a bunch of different you got stuff a lot of that, plays. I, that I that I sent in here. So uh, Here we go. Yeah, uh, Georgia Tech, I went ahead and took 35 and a half, and look, that was more of kind of a gut reaction that maybe Georgia not going to really want to stomp a mud hole in this team. And I think, look, if they win by 28, are they going to drop in the poll? I don't think so necessarily, but maybe they're not going to be able to help it because we saw Georgia Tech get blown out 55 to nothing in South Bend. So it's like, okay, what's this defensive line going to do against these guys? But it's a rivalry game. I thought that was a little big. Duke plus 22, now starting to see 21 in the market. This looks like it's going to be Coach Cutcliffe's last game down in Durham that he will probably retire. Miami did get bowl eligible last week, so they don't have that that Mm. pressure here necessarily. Obviously, Manny Diaz kind of fighting for his job a little bit down there in Miami. I I think he's prob I think he's probably safe, but I think there is a new AD down there. So uh, Duke plus twenty two, LSU plus six and a half. This is Coach O's swan song down there in Baton Rouge, and we know. Look, he kind of lost the team a little bit last year with some of the social justice matters and also the fact that he hired the wrong assistants. Look, you had the right mix when you had Dave Aranda and you had Joe Brady. And you couldn't duplicate that. So that's why Coach O, I think this is going to be his last game. So six and a half, though, I think there's a lot of pride on the line. I think LSU gives them a good effort. Also, South Carolina plus 11 and a half. Clemson did kind of get right a little bit toward the end of the season, but... Nothing really to play for for Clemson, and they've dominated this rivalry. And you got a first-year head coach like Shane Beamer down there in Columbia that really wants to make an impression. 
No better way to make an impression and beat your rival who really looks down upon you. I was watching a piece on one of the television shows, and James Skalski, the great linebacker for Clemson, the leader of that Tiger defense, was like, they want to be us. You know, and wow. just basically kind of dismissing them. I think South Carolina Clemson is going to be a sneaky good game tonight. I got a couple minutes left before we have to take a break, and then we'll talk Heisman Trophy on the other side of the break. But Wes, some smart plays, because I actually like those hard plays that you have a lot today. What plays do you find even smarter? I went with the over here early in Miami and Kent. I know there could be some weather concerns, but Kent is one of the fastest tempo teams in the entire country. This, by the way, is for the Mac East title. Winner will get Northern Illinois at Ford Field in Detroit. Right. Florida money line over Florida State, and Florida did take some late money here. Florida State's trying to get bowl eligible. Florida had a fired coach. I just think Florida has better talent and depth. So went with them. UL Monroe plus 22. ULL is in the Sun Belt Championship game against App State. UL Monroe has covered big numbers and actually pulled some outright upsets under Terry Bowden. Cal plus six and a half over UCLA. UCLA just beat the rival USC. Cal, by the way, has two games left because they had that one game canceled due to COVID-19. Right. So they've got to win two to get bowl eligible. I thought this could be a flat spot for UCLA. North Texas plus 10 and a half. A lot of pressure on UTSA to finish this undefeated season. Only three undefeateds right now. Georgia, Cincinnati, and UTSA went with North Texas 10 and a half. Tulsa plus six and a half. SMU players found out their coach, Sonny Dykes, is leaving for TCU over social media. Unbelievable. What is the mindset of that team going forward? Tulsa needs this like blood to get the six wins and get bowl eligible and probably save Philip Montgomery's job. So Tulsa plus six and a half. We live in a different day and age where you learn things over social media. That's a tough way to go. All right, we do have points to the board in Maryland. Leads Rutgers 7-0 right now, and also Baylor is up on Texas Tech 7-0. Still waiting for kick in Ann Arbor between Ohio State and Michigan. But when They're we come dragging back, this out, aren't they? They are stretching this baby out. We're going to talk some Heisman Trophy. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. 
criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSIN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VSIN.com slash NFL. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. We've got points on the board. You liked Florida against Florida State, and so far the Gators, chomp, chomp, baby. They're looking good. Yeah, big game, though, for Florida State, trying to get bowl eligible. Florida, of course, looking to replace Dan Mullen. Yeah. Minus 6.5, minus $1.20 now in the end game, 62.5 at BetMGM. Houston also on the board early at UConn. Houston, of course, already set for that American Athletic Championship game. Cincinnati won against East Carolina yesterday, so they will host that game in Nippert Stadium and host Dana Holgerson and company, 7 nothing, and what is expected to be an easy win at UConn. And they have kicked off at Ann Arbor. Michigan is the ball first. We'll keep uh, updated there with live odds and line changes as that game progresses. But let's talk about the Heisman Trophy, because you and I have kind of witnessed this throughout the course of the season, where it went from a really muddled field down to a two-horse race, and that's what it feels like now, uh, certainly when you look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud here. And we're going to keep a really watch why on this game for that reason, because I think a lot of people thought, Okay, this thing is over. Mm-hmm. It went from pre-flop, C.J. Stroud at plus 1,600 to minus 200 last week after what we saw in that And even minus 400 at some other shops out there, non-bet MGM shops. And, yeah, I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. Right? I mean, it's like, let's let this guy play first, and then what do you know? He throws for almost or well over 500 yards. And that, the surprising part for me was not so much to see Stroud's performance, but to see the way that the market reacted to that performance, assuming that this is a slam dunk case. Mm -hmm. And then we saw Bryce Young go out there and basically match, if not better, what C.J. Stroud did. So I look now at this two-horse race here, and Stroud, as we mentioned, is minus 200 and even bigger in other shops, to your point. Bryce Young right now is plus 150. Is there any value there? At plus 150, again, pre-flop, he was plus 1,000. Well, I mean, And now he's come all the way down to this If time. you look at Young throughout the weeks when we've done this Heisman watch, that's pretty much what he's been for the most part all season. You know, plus 150, 7 to 4, or plus 175, right. plus $2. So it's pretty much what he's been. He stayed stationary, but just got leapfrogged by C.J. Stroud now, minus $2 at BetMGM. I mean... Look, it's a coin flip. It's it's a two-horse race. Everybody's drifted up. The uh, the guys in third that might get invites to New York, but no chance to win the award. Matt Corral, Kenneth Walker, the third. Right now, twenty-five to one at BetMGM. Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh, forty to one. So it's now officially a two-guy a two-guy race here. And look, both guys are going to get high-profile games. Obviously, no more more high-profile for no. Stroud here than this one. And then the Big Ten Championship game, should they get through against Michigan? Because, look, if Michigan wins this game, by the way, they're the one in the Big Ten Championship. Right. But we know Alabama at least has two more high-profile games, the Iron Bowl later this afternoon, then the SEC Championship game against the Georgia Bulldogs in Atlanta. Yeah, so if Ohio State, and we'll find out how this plays out, but you've got to assume this is going to be the best defense that he's played 
so far in C.J. Stroud, if he really struggles today, I think if you're a Bryce Young backer, that's exactly what you're hoping for today. And then they've got their game in the Iron Bowl, obviously against Auburn, which you would expect that that's going to be a test from that Auburn defense. But still, you think Bryce Young should be able to put up numbers. How would you ex- extrapolate this going forward? If it is a two-horse race here, and you didn't get those pre-flop numbers on these two guys, but you still want to dab, you know, kind of dabble in the water here, mm-hmm. even though the great value of earlier in the year is long gone, how would you assess what you project to happen in the last two to make the best educated uh, betting choice? Yeah, here? I'm passing on the current numbers. I think, you know, it's kind of already already decided it's right. going to be one of those two, so not maybe a ton of value here. But I think Bryce Young, I would lean that way just simply because he does have a guaranteed two more games. If Ohio State goes down today, there's no Big Ten championship game for these guys. Well. And, you know, then it's going to be Michigan playing either Ohio or Iowa or Wisconsin. So, you know, sometimes you get out of sight, out of mind, whereas you know, you know Bryce Young is getting two games. That's a great point because, again, right now Michigan has the ball in Ohio State territory, uh, but they're doing what we thought they might try to do early. That's ball control. So this is keeping it out of C.J. Stroud's hands here. And, again, the weather doesn't look terrible today, and I don't know how much that will factor in mm-hmm. to his performance. We'll see when they get the ball here. But that is something to keep in mind that if they lose today – this is the last opportunity for the voters to take a real close look at C.J. Stroud. And they're going to say, well, the Heisman Trophy moment was the first half against Michigan State with one of the worst pass defenses, if not the worst pass defense in, in Division One." I. I mean, that that's not going to look as good yeah. if he can't put up these numbers today against Michigan. We'll see, obviously, how this game plays out. Yeah, and look, you have Auburn, who Alabama is a big favorite over this afternoon. No Bo Nix. You would expect... Bryce Young should have a big game, at least on paper. And then you have Georgia. Now, that's the ultimate test because Georgia is the number one defense, so they can either make Bryce Young look really, really bad, right. or it's like, wow, you put up these kind of numbers against a, a Georgia defense, a respectable outing here, didn't turn it over, you know, 250-some passing yards, couple couple touchdown passes against the clear number one defense in the country. So I think the voters are going to reward that. And it's interesting because literally now that we're in-game, and we are in-game, and C.J. Stroud has done nothing that would possibly affect these numbers yet, mm-hmm. okay? But it's already a five-minute drive here off the board for Michigan. So we'll find out how many opportunities, because that's a great point you're making here for C.J. Stroud. He might have limited possessions today in the big house, and then if they lose, he gets no more opportunity. Right. It's his body of work right now good enough without knowing what Bryce Young has done to say, yeah, if I bought those tickets last week or even this week at minus 200, that's that I still should feel good about that. Well, I think justifiable favorite, clearly. And if you got a really good number earlier in the season, you're feeling very good. If you got the mid-teens, or I think I might have seen him a couple places at 20, you're feeling very good about it. He's the rightful favorite because Ohio State is the number one stat offense pretty much across the board in the entire country. When you look at the liability that we've seen here, and it is interesting to me, as you see uh, on the graphic there, that Kenneth Walker III was the guy that got the biggest ticket handle, uh, certainly the biggest liability for the books here, and uh, the highest ticket percentage here at 22.3. A lot of people still say he's the best football player they've seen this year Mm -hmm. at the running back position. Is Obviously now that he's down to plus 1,600, he's not going to win the Heisman. No. Right? No, and so I can't disagree with that assessment. You know, best football player I've seen. I don't know if it was uh, one of our guests. It might have been Dave Miller that said, hey, he's the best guy I've seen uh, when we've talked about this Heisman. But 
the fact of the matter is, look, you were on a team that got beat 56-7 to last week, right? <laughs> I mean, what, what more do you want? So, uh, look, I think he's going to get the nice invite to New York and be able to do the media and look sharp in the suit and make all the rounds and make all the appearances, but I, he's not going back to East Lansing with the hardware. And that's again, gets back to that CJ Stroud point that we're making with the Michigan game today. Kenneth Walker, the third really didn't have a whole lot of opportunity mm-hmm. to increase that role last week after that disastrous first half against the right. State Buckeyes. So we'll find out CJ Stroud certainly is going to get opportunities, but how many, if Michigan limits possessions. And that certainly was the effect last week. So even though Kenneth Walker, the third might be the best football player in college football. I can't imagine Heisman voters now if Stroud and Young mm-hmm. had clunkers today for anybody in the outside looking in to really getting back into a serious discussion. Yeah, this is a two-guy race, yeah. I, I think, from here on out. So it's just how many people get invited. And then they usually have of the early vote that comes in, they usually can kind of ascertain, okay, here's who's going to get invited. Here's who we're going to have in the crowd for the ceremony and whatnot, but it's going to be one of the two major quarterbacks. Okay, very quickly, in Piscataway, New Jersey, Rutgers is on the board in a very bizarre way. Mm-hmm. So Maryland scores again to go up 13-0, and they're kicking the PAT. Yeah, and they blocked it and returned it. By the way, this is a, kind of an understated game here Yeah, because you have two five and six teams. One team's getting bowl eligible and one team is not. Here, and, and and I know this from being an Indiana alum. When you're in the Big Ten East and you're looking up every year at Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, now add Michigan State to that equation, it's tough to get bowl eligible it is. when you're a Maryland or a Rutgers or Indiana. But somebody is going to here this afternoon. Now 13-2 to Terps. Uh, we'll wait for a live price at BetMGM. Wake Forest, by the way, up 7 nothing early. Sam Hartman ran one in the end zone. Wake minus 7.5, 64.5 the total. B.C., had some illness on their team, some yep. flu bugs coming around, so they had some guys out, so that's why you saw Wake Forest close at 5.5 here at BetMGM. Wake, by the way, winning in. If they win, they will face Pittsburgh for probably the right to go to the Orange Bowl. Looking up here, and again, that's going to be about a five-minute drive so far from Michigan here at about 10 minutes and 30 uh, seconds ago in the first quarter. They just got a big third and one. So right now the Wolverines are controlling the line of scrimmage. This is exactly what Harbaugh wants to do. And tick, 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 mm-hmm. tick, tick, tick on this first drive that's going to be uh, right now five minutes and in, in counting as Michigan has another first down. Not a surprise what we've seen so far, right? No, not at all. And look, Michigan very potent running the football. And that's the thing. Against Ohio State, you're not going to get really a lot of those chunk plays. But 15th in the country is Michigan running the ball. So a lot of short passing. And that short pass goes in the end zone. We have a touchdown AJ hanging on the board for the Wolverines. Wow, what an opening drive. It went about four minutes and 48 seconds here. So Michigan is up 6 nothing. PAT pending. So again, that's why when we talk these Heisman watches here, and certainly we're going to talk about the college football playoff ad nauseum here for the next five hours. Plus, this is a huge one. It, it, this is a college football playoff game mm-hmm. that we're watching right now because the loser is out, the winner is in, and right now Michigan is up 6 nothing. PAT pending. When we come back, Michael Felder is going to join us from Stadium. Don't go anywhere. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
The VEASAN Cyber Monday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you're going to get a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. This is a limited-time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America, 7-0 Michigan-Ohio State getting their first crack at it here. And, Wes, I got to think right now, boy, six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, wherever you had it in pocket, you're feeling pretty good after that first Yeah, time. Ohio State's been deep here. C.J. Stroud actually fumbles that snap, recovers it. But uh, Ohio State definitely doesn't look sharp here, at no. least in the first five minutes. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that first drive for the Buckeyes. Uh, very quickly, though, how was your Thanksgiving for one? And I apologize for not asking you off the top. And are you a cooker? Uh, I'm a cooker slash microwaver, you know, oh. do it all, uh, you know, cooked a little ham and a nice oh. little Thanksgiving. I, I like going with the traditional stuff, there you know, go. so I don't like having, you know, the unconventional Thanksgiving. I like the conventional sides and everything along with it. So it was a nice day. Well, we know our next guest, Michael Felder, and you can follow him on Twitter as I do it in the bleachers does a great job at stadium. My old place with Michael, we had a blast talking college football for a few years there. But, Felder, before we talk college football and Michigan, what you're seeing so far and with Georgia against Georgia Tech, I, I got to ask you about your Thanksgiving because I'm sure it's a little bit more elaborate than Wes's and even myself. Uh, what did you do for the fam on Turkey Day? Uh, we fried a couple birds up, got those injected with a little bourbon butter, so that was good to go. Uh, bourbon, jalapeno, garlic butter injection that I made. So we got those fried up, fried the birds. We did a rosemary garlic mashed potato. We did giblet gravy Unbelievable. Uh, with Unbelievable. Uh, some homemade smoked stock. Because um, I smoked the turkey a couple weeks ago, froze that carcass, used that carcass to make my smoked turkey stock that I use on the day. And smoked mac and cheese, smoked collards, and got into a little bit of, uh, we had some Parker House rolls, and we had, I mean, it was, it was, it was Thanksgiving, right? You know, yeah. it's, what, it's what you want. No, that's exactly what I did. I, I, it's exact same thing that I did. Well, Ohio State uh, is feeling the effects of the tryptophan, uh-huh. it looks like, early on. 7 nothing. Uh, looks like Michigan's going to get off the field here. Three and out for the Buckeyes. Uh, and, Fennel, let's talk about this game here in that first drive from Harbaugh. You know I'm in the tank for Harbs. I'm, I'm rooting hard here as a fan of the program to get that W today. What do you make of that first drive, and what do you make overall of what Harbaugh's done with this particular Wolverines team? Um, I mean, I think they're about as basic as it gets, to be quite honest. Like, I'll, I'll, like as a team, they're a team that can run. They cannot throw. They do not stretch the field. They do not push vertical. They pretended to do that against Michigan State, and for three quarters it worked, and then when they got into crunch time, they were not able to, to finish the drill. Uh, they basically, the way that I've been saying is they pretended to be Western Kentucky for um, three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter they had to be who they were, which is the team that really runs the football. What we're seeing right now, and I don't know if folks think about football like this, but the thing that I've always said is the game doesn't start until the third drive. Mm. The first two drives are largely scripted. They're parts of your script. That's like rehearsal, right? That's like you've sure. done these, you've ran these plays a bunch of times. They've already burned two plays that were amazing. They've already burned two great plays. The speed screen to the left, they've burned that one to get nine yards, and then they burn the play off the speed screen to the left where they do the, a modified Statue of Liberty to the right, which is how they scored their first touchdown. Now you got to play football, and what do they do? They just throw an interception. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they cannot throw the ball down the field. They can't do it. 
So they're starting to get off script. Now Josh Gaddis has to call plays. Now this team has to remember what the plays are. Now this team has to actually play football and show that you're smart. And that's the hardest part of football. The first drive, you've practiced that ad nauseum. Now you get into the second drive, and now you're starting to get off script, and now you get off script, and guess what, Ohio State? Shaw goes ahead and picks that football off. Let's play some football, baby. Now we got a game. Ohio State, by the way, now two-and-a-half-point favorites. If you want to lay the lowest possible, at least at this standpoint, two-and-a-half at BetMGM, 63-and-a-half on your total. So, Felder, that's it's a great point there. They keep trying to force-feed that. I, I, I was kind of with you. Let's keep plowing, uh, you know, plowing the rock down there and tick, 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 but they get a Root little greedy. Force was getting it done on it that first drive. It was getting it done. And so far, Georgia's getting it done against Georgia Tech. They're up 10 nothing here. Yeah. And, and Felder, when you look at them and the odds here to win the national championship, right now, Georgia, uh, the favorite here, obviously, at minus 125. So, we are assuming, and we'll find out how the Iron Bowl goes, that we're going to see Georgia – and we're going to see Alabama in the SEC title game. Alabama right now plus 350 to win the national championship. What do you make of that potential matchup uh, next week, barring a miracle here in the Iron Bowl? I think if Alabama wins, both of those teams get into both of those teams get into the playoff. I think if Alabama loses, I think we're going to see something a weird, a, a little shakeup. I don't think they're going to get it. But oh wow! The reality of it is that matchup. I am intrigued by that matchup because. I think there's a couple things, and, and I'll, put, I'll put this on last right now. I think Nick Saban's got an ace in his back pocket that he's waiting to pull out, and that ace is going to be Bryce Young running. Mm-hmm. If Bryce Young can move, if he can run, if he's willing to run, if he wants to run, and he, they know they need him to run, he's going to run. And we've seen limited success of him running the football because he's ran limited times, but every time he runs, every time he scrambles, he's, there's a lot of green out there for him to swim in, and he gets it done. It's just they don't call a lot of design quarterback runs because they like to keep it in the pocket, and they know he wants to stay in the pocket because he wants to be an NFL quarterback. When you need it, though, you'll have to have it. We've seen Stetson Bennett do the same thing with Georgia, right? We've seen him get on the hop a little bit, and it's been truly a great addition to their offense to the point where I don't need to see JT Daniels anymore. Mm. I don't, I'm not worried about seeing him because I like when they get him on the run, when they get him on the move. Now, the other part of it for me, expect heavy tempo next week from Alabama. Expect heavy tempo because Jordan Davis, yeah, he's probably been one of the, what, top two, three defensive football players in the country this year. But, ooh, if you can keep that big boy on the field for 11 plays in a row, now you got an opportunity to do something special. And I think that's going to be the interesting part of it all here is how Bama works tempo to try to manipulate him because if you can keep Georgia on the field, and we saw them against Tennessee, they were sucking wind a little bit, right? And if Alabama can make them suck win, now you've got an opportunity to make things happen. And everybody keeps talking about Alabama as a run-first football team. I don't think they are. I think they're a throw-first football team that happens to run. Like, when Nick Saban got mad, what did he do? He made, he made, Brian, Robertson, made Brian Robinson carry the ball 40 times in a football game. <laughs> and then he never did that again. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, no, that's, you need to learn a lesson about ball security and we're going to force the issue running the football. But what we are is actually a team that throws. We're, we're better at throwing than we are running. That's a great point that you make, Michael. And I know our buddy Matt Hayes made that point last week about Bryce Young. Look, pro-style offense, Bill O'Brien, the right. offensive coordinator down there in Tuscaloosa. But, you know, it's kind of like, okay, maybe against a team like Georgia that's so fast, we need to run some misdirection and get him going side to side a little bit and running Bryce Young. So I absolutely could see that as part of the game plan. But, Michael, getting back to the playoff here, look, if everything holds serve, 
it's going to be Georgia, it's going to be Ohio State, and then you get in that third spot, Cincinnati, looks like I think that if they just handled their business, they're going to get one of those spots. Who's that team, assuming that the chalk wins and it's Georgia and Ohio State, who is that fourth team this year? Because that is really opening up right now where there's a possibility it could be Notre Dame. There's a possibility it could be one of the Big 12 teams. Who do you think would get that fourth spot? Yeah, I think that's the big that's the big part for me. So let's say Oklahoma wins and then they went out again. I think they're the team that gets it because it's Oklahoma, right? We, everyone's like, yeah, Oklahoma. Of course it's Oklahoma. They haven't watched Oklahoma. They don't realize that Caleb Williams has no clue what he's doing. But <laughs> it's Oklahoma. Um, I think Notre Dame is interesting because they won't get that 13th data point. I think Oklahoma State is probably the best out of those three teams. And so if Oklahoma State wins out, I think they should they should get into the playoff, but don't know how it's going to work between them versus Notre Dame, right? Very similar to 2014 when it was TCU and Baylor versus Ohio State. I know Ohio State blew out Wisconsin, but the reality of it is it was Ohio State versus these other two teams, and those other two teams didn't have that extra data point. And ultimately, we saw Ohio State get into the game. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what, how much the 13th data point means, how much name brand means. But I think those three teams are certainly in the discussion. We'll see what happens. It is just so – it's been – I don't know. For me watching it, it is very – there are so many variables that have honestly nothing to do with actual football. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. They don't have anything to do with the actual football. It has to do with brand names and what wins look like. And I think that's why Cincinnati is going to be an interesting case as well because at the end of the day, if you can get Oklahoma and Notre Dame in there, why do you need Cincinnati, right? Like The committee would love that. Exactly. Yeah, the committee would love that. To have Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, the only thing that you're missing is USC in that equation. That's it. <laughs> and we know that's a many years away from potentially that happening. Michael Felder, you got to follow him on uh, Eden Bleachers at on Twitter there, and, of course, watch him on Stadium. Felder, really appreciate you, man. Miss seeing your face, but it's always great to hear your voice. Uh, Enjoy those leftovers, and we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, no problem. And, folks, yeah, enjoy the games. The leftovers are popping. I'm I'm, I'm excited to have that as part of a a midday break from watching all this football. But as we're watching right now, Ohio State on their second drive of the game, getting things popping, really showing some physical dominance on offense. And, and, And Ryan Day, I believe, is probably a better play caller, better schemer, than what we're going to get out of Josh Gaddis. So I think, I know it's 7 to nothing, Michigan, but folks, don't be surprised if the route's on here in the next Got to go. Thank you very much, Michael Felder. Back betting across America right here on VEASAN. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a special offer on college football. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any college team. If your team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy college football like never before. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200. Doing 200 bucks in free bets if the college team you bet on simply scores a touchdown. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. We mentioned in our conversation with Michael Felder a big turnover uh, in the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. Michigan going in for points. Instead, flipped the script. Ohio State, though, didn't get six. Had to settle for three. Yeah, good pass rush there by Hutchinson, the sack Stroud on third down. And Ohio State's got to settle for three. Ohio State now down seven to three. Ohio State minus one and a half, 61 and a half at BetMGM. And the uh, other top four team, the number one team in the country that's in action, it is going to start the second quarter. Georgia in Georgia Tech territory, 10 to nothing right now. That rivalry, Georgia-Georgia Tech's called clean old-fashioned hate. Right now, it's a clean old-fashioned tail-kicking, as we expected it to be. Georgia was 35.5-point favorites, currently minus 38.5 at BetMGM. Clean old-fashioned hate. Hadn't heard that one before, but it definitely works for those two programs down there in Georgia. I will keep an eye on the game as well, but right now, 7-3. to three. It is Michigan in the lead. Right now, it's a pleasure to welcome back to the program Yogi Roth. Follow him on Twitter, at Yogi Roth, as I do, Pac-12 Network analyst and former USC coach, uh, QB coach. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, about the Pac-12 here, and let's start off with a team here that isn't in the Pac-12 but might still have the opportunity to play in the college football playoff, and that's Notre Dame against Stanford today. They've got to lay the big number here, Yogi, 20, 20 and a half here, depending on the book. What do you make of that number for Notre Dame? Is it too big, or do they say, this is the last shot we have to really impress the committee? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had Stanford this year a couple times, just broadcast their game last week uh, against Cal, which, which obviously didn't go in Stanford's direction. And I still don't think, uh, you know, even though they had a blowout loss last week, this isn't a team that's 
fractured or splintered or, you know, just kind of throwing the towel in. Like, they came into last week's game for the first time, got an all season. Their, their top skill players were available, right? The top three receivers, uh, the quarterback, Kenner McKee, like everybody was on the field together. And they just weren't as explosive as I anticipated them in the ballgame. Mm. I think they'll have the ability to, to move the ball still. Like, I don't think they're going to try to play uh, clock control or any of that. Like, I think they're going to try to be aggressive and explosive. And, and they're due. Like, they've got, I think when you look at it next year, they got the top signal caller in our league. You know, and somebody mid-season, for whatever it's worth, was on Mel Kuyper's big, big board for quarterback and Tanner McKee. So they can deal. And defensively, uh, they obviously gave up a boatload of explosive plays against Cal last week, a lot of trick plays against Cal. But remember, they've changed their defense over the course of the last three weeks. They went from a three-man front to a four-man front, trying to let their D-linemen just uh, have one gap, one responsibility, and go as fast as possible, try to get to the quarterback. And Notre Dame has shown some weaknesses at the time. It's not like they're the Notre Dame of you know, past years where they're just rolling teams. So I think it's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be a good crowd. Obviously, there'll be a lot of Notre Dame fans, as is every game with Notre Dame when they go on the road. So I, I don't know if it'll be that. If, if it gets to that, it'll be late. But I could see Stanford making this one more competitive than what the line currently is. Yogi, first game on the docket for the Pac-12 today is the the what used to be known as the Civil right. War up there in the state of Oregon. It is Oregon State and Oregon. And Jonathan Smith just got his contract extended to 2027, the former Beavers quarterback. And I think rightfully so. And and Yogi, can you can expand on this. What a tough job Oregon State is. It's one of the toughest jobs in the Pac-12 conference. They're seven-point underdogs at Oregon today. But I think the Beavs have kind of been the ignored team and the ignored story mm-hmm. in the whole conference this year. Well, I hope not by us, at least, or, or by me. Uh, I think Jonathan Smith and Kyle Whittingham are both kind of your co-coaches of the year heading into this game. Um, it's going to be interesting because of Washington State winning the Apple Cup yesterday, Oregon State cannot go to the Pac-12 title game. All right, I'm sorry for a little noise there. I'm at the stadium. Uh, so they're playing just for the rivalry game, I'm trying to win two in a row. And I don't know the number of when they won two in a row, but I bet it's been quite a while since Oregon State's been able to win this rivalry in back-to-back years. So. No, but they're playing for a lot of pride in that state. And to your point, like, you know, when you go up against Oregon, sometimes you, you are the ignored program within the state to a certain degree outside of your fan base because of the Ducks and that brand and what it's been the last couple of years and, and, quite frankly, what Oregon State has had to rebuild from. You know, Jonathan Smith, his first year there, I think the scoring differential was like minus 256. Wow. Right? And this year they're obviously in the positive. So if you look at the rebuild, and I, I, I put it out on social media, like, his commitment to a plan and an identity. He never wavered, right? His phrase is do common things in uncommon ways. So build your roster. They didn't solely go to the portal, but they found different guys, right? Avery Roberts, the leading tackler in this league. He's that guy at middle linebacker for them. He's going to have to be active. Their offensive line, offensive lineman, they get in the portal and transfer in the Pac-12 conference from Arizona a couple years ago. So they've done it uniquely. Um, and all these guys have bought in. And you think about it, they're rolling with a quarterback and Chance Nolan, who's third string to start the season. And he didn't hit the portal, right? So what does it say? So the culture's awesome there. Wow. Uh, as is their running back, B.J. Baylor. So I look at this game, uh, and I don't, I'm not probably as up-to-date as you guys on betting, but I feel like the home team always gets a score. So it's basically even in this game if, if that theory still rings true. And, and I think that's going to be the type of game. You know, I'm excited to watch Oregon. They lose last week out of the CFP, and, you know, and they got rolled to a degree against Utah. What's the culture like, right? From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.